Hi everyone. Hi. Welcome to another edition of It Takes Two Dads. Yeah. So this week, what have we been up to? <gasps> Getting ready for Halloween. <laughs> You've been desperate to do that all week. I know. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> A little effect. Um. So basically, we've been decorating the house, yep. as you can see from behind me. And um, there's a lot more you can't see. Uh, yeah, the whole house is covered in giant spiders, webs, pumpkins, signs that we're a haunted house now. Yeah, oh, and some new Disney pumpkins. Love them. Yep. And um, we have been basically getting ready for our party this weekend. Yeah, uh, and you'll. Family Halloween party. Yeah, all the nieces and nephews and our own children dress up and get ready in their outfits and surprising everyone, which is, and also the adults. Oh, yeah. We never let that miss. No, we got to get involved too. Absolutely. Who doesn't like dressing up? Exactly, but I won't give away who I'm dressing up as this year. Oh, God. Let's talk about last year's. Okay. So last year, we actually dressed up as the Sanderson sisters. Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah, that was really good. And um, obviously I was Winifred, because I absolutely love her. Yeah. And I was Mary, yeah, with no hair. So I had to wear a wig. <laughs> I can't remember how I stood the hair up. I think I put like, like a, chop a chopstick. Stick yeah, or a straw. Or maybe... I think it was a chopstick and a straw and a hair tie. Yeah, but it looked good anyway. I got the mouth down. <laughs> I can't do it now. Yeah, I think I actually need to do that with my crooked mouth anyway. <laughs> but um, I love like how big Halloween is getting now. I know. I know. Well, maybe some people don't like it, but no, I love it. We oh, love all the seasons. Absolutely. I mean, when people still say now, oh, I'm not really into Halloween, you think, how can you not be? It's quite a big thing now, isn't it? Yeah. And it's like, for me, I feel like it's the first step on getting closer to Christmas. Oh, it is. I like just every event, like getting ready for Halloween and then getting it all down and then fire at night yeah. and then Christmas. Oh, yeah. We love it. Absolutely love it. And how can we miss it? That's the thing. It's like it's in our diaries permanently. Yeah. Every year. Um, but considering how it was when we was younger, it wasn't really a big thing. No. I mean, I didn't. I can't even remember going trick or treating. And remember when it started getting a bit more popular, mm. and then wanting to go trick or treating, and my mum being like, "No, I think you're too old for that." <laughs> <laughs> No, literally, my area must have been Halloween Town then because we was the houses didn't go all out, mm. but there was always loads and loads of kids on the street, and as well as myself and friends gaining groups of friends going from door to door and mm. going back to someone's house after and splitting out the sweets if if we was feeling kind enough that night. Wow, yeah, but I kind of grew up with trick or treat. Oh, right. Really? No, I remember watching it in like films and American programs and being like, oh my God. Yeah, I know. I want to live there. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, it always feel, felt like 
it was so much more bigger. Well, it is in America. Yeah. Than here. Well, I but, think it still is, but yeah, we're getting there. We are getting there, definitely. We get a Christmas aisles in the high street supermarket. Exactly. I don't think we're getting Halloween shops yet, though. No. I don't think we've come across a shop that's just Halloween like we saw in New York. Oh, there's a gap in the market. Absolutely, yeah. Maybe that's our thing to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next project. Yeah. And that obviously leads us on to what we watched with the kids this weekend. Oh, it was amazing. Hocus Pocus 2. Have you watched it? Has anyone watched it? Email in. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, we was like, mm, how can it be any better from the original? Yeah. But I absolutely loved it. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, it was so nice to see them again, you know, mm. playing them roles and what happened next and so forth and it sort of filled a gap from where they left off yeah I think if you don't think the first one is amazing mm. is it going to be as good I don't have expectations I think that's the thing otherwise you get let down yeah and I, I like the fact that Mary's flying equipment has now been brought up to modern day <laughs> yeah no spoilers no I'm not gonna say what it was but so, it was yeah if definitely you on point it, yeah love it yeah even like they had to do that main song at, at that point and I mean that was it was an original yeah wasn't it but it was still good it, it fitted the storyline so I liked yeah. it yeah no, that was good yeah definitely. definitely if you haven't watched it watch it Absolutely. Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah. Um, which obviously now I mean, let's talk about half term. Yeah. We're on half term. <clears throat> it's the dreaded term time. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean I love it when the kids are all home. Yeah. But a lot of parents dread having the kids home, what are we gonna do? And you know, where for me I feel like, oh, it's just a time to Get let them the routine, yeah, or you know, and let the routine go out the window for a week or, so, or two weeks, however many weeks they're off for. Just relax, enjoy it. And you haven't got to get out for the school run. Yeah, turn the alarm off. Yeah. Although about alarms, I actually forgot to turn the alarm off. So every day, <laughs> so far, it's gone off at six thirty. Oh my god! Like, oh my god! Why have I not remembered to turn the alarm off? So and you I, still won't. No, and then I wait. It wakes me up, and then I turn it off, and go back to sleep. And that's I think that's what happens is I turn it off and say, oh, "I've heard it," but then forget to actually go into alarms and switch it off. Yeah, I think even if you do turn it off, you'll still wake up. It's like yeah. your body clock will still wake you up. Definitely. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's just annoying, you know. You think, oh, just does it go away? I don't want to get up at the normal time. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Although, if it's not the alarm, it's the kids. Yeah, that's true. So, but yeah, so we've been. What have we done with the kids so far? Well, you've done pumpkin picking. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously carved them at home. Yeah, I mean that place that we went to, which was a local place, knew. New for us to go to this year. Yeah. Uh, I think it's always been there, but I've just never been actually to that um, location. And it was really good. It was quiet going down mm. the actual lane into this farm. And I thought, oh my God, like 
Oh, is it what? like the hills have eyes? Yeah. Like, oh, God. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what am I driving into? And then it ended up in this massive car park. And the car park was filled. And there was families getting out of the cars. And people coming back with wheelbarrows full of um, pumpkins and oh so my forth. God. I was thinking, oh, my God. I didn't really know this was going to be like this. There was a massive farm shop. They had a candy store. Wow. Um, they had hot dog and burger being served from other, another like stand cool they um, went all out they really did and there was literally props everywhere there was scarecrows photo opportunities they had um like uh hay bales that had been painted into massive pumpkins and a giant cat and it was just oh my god a giant spider which the kids loved as well i suppose there's a few now isn't there so like we've got to make ourselves stand out yeah, definitely. definitely. It was really good. I was pleasantly surprised. Oh. Yeah. But that's really good. The kids loved it, apart from... Obviously, luckily, we, we took our wellies, so we were well prepared. <laughs> but, obviously, with the rain, had made it, all the fields squelchy with oh, nice. the mud. So, we started going through it, and then we was playing slip over, <laughs> squelch, slip over, while we're trying to pick up some pumpkins and walk down a hill so that was part of the fun i suppose yeah it's all memories absolutely oh yeah so that was good and coming back and carving them and oh i love carving them just getting all the insides out and then getting all the seeds and then roast them in the oven yeah but i mean what about like our oldest daughter was like i'm not getting involved with pumpkins this time i was like what why are you not doing a pumpkin? I no, know. she doesn't want to do pumpkins because she doesn't like the feel of all the squelchy bits inside and all the seeds. I was like, that's the whole fun of it. Get your hand in there. <laughs> I suppose, yeah, like her autism coming out. Yeah. Lesser. True, but I was like, you know, you've always done it every year. Yeah. But no, she didn't want to get involved this year at all. She was quite happy on her iPad watching Halloween films oh, getting to that age like, no I'm not going to do that now yeah <laughs> <laughs> I just want to sit on my iPad and on my phone yeah but then you still want them to like make memories and yeah. remember you know for when they're older and, and so forth but you know she's just got to that age now yeah she's at secondary and she's like no I'm not interested yeah, okay. I suppose you you pick your battles and then you sort of take them out to places they do want to go to with you like when you went to the trampoline in place you know Absolutely. she wanted to go there yeah I mean that they love the trampoline place and um, literally you know if you took them every day they would go every day yeah it's that kind of place isn't it the trampolines yeah I suppose it as well we haven't looked at it but the some places have the VIP or VIB bounce that sort of thing so mm. you get unlimited amount of times you can go that's true so that that might be worth looking into yeah definitely i think you can go as many times as you want then can't you yeah which they would absolutely love definitely and it wears them out yeah no for sure definitely so yeah before we forget what what happened with your adventure what one you went to on sunday oh yeah so yeah, from last week we went Stranger Things experience. That was amazing, absolutely amazing. If you are like a fan of the show and have watched like 
even if you haven't watched all four seasons, like you will love it. I mean, everything is there. Like the the buyers, the Will and his mum and his brother, like their front room. I think in the first season when she writes all the alphabet on the wall and puts all the Christmas lights up, that's all there. Then you can take some pictures in there. And they, but when you first go in, there's a bit where, like, you can't record, you can't take pictures, and there won't be any spoilers. So I'm not gonna like tell everyone what happens. But the first section is is really good, like amazing. Um, and I really want to go. Oh, you should. Um, but yeah, it's good. And then you get to the the second section where you can see all the pictures online of like. Where you have something, you can have something to eat. You get a drink. That looked amazing. I'm, I'm probably more jealous of that area, to be honest, because <laughs> I want the food. <laughs> oh, so good. So, like from season four, you've got the the pizza guy, and you've got his van. So in the the bit where you get food, it's his van. So you can get slices of pizza. You get corn dogs. So good. You can get like loads of different drinks, and uh, I paid for the. VIP um, experience, mm. and you get a free gift and a drink. So when you get to the end, well, at the beginning they give you this lanyard, and then at the bottom there's like a little bit you tear off for your your drink and your free gift. But the drink is amazing. It's like a you can choose for alcoholic or non-alcoholic cocktails. Yeah. No, it's good. Sounds and then, amazing. But there's so much merchandise as well. You've got all the Hellfire stuff from season four. And then you've got, like, oh, I bought loads. I bought T-shirts and um, hoodie. And there was a, a vinyl with all the songs and bits from season four. So, yeah. Mm. If you're a fan, I definitely recommend it. And there's well, not many tickets left. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'm a fan, so I definitely want to go. <laughs> so I've actually booked it for our oldest son. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Oh, well so done. We're uh, we'll be going to that next weekend, which will be amazing. I mean, can't miss out. <laughs> I want to get, you know, through the event just to get to the food bit and enjoy it all, really. Definitely. Yeah. Talking of our oldest, he's yeah. still looking at you, niece. Oh driving to different unis so we went to one not too far away um, from where we live and it just wasn't right for him I was really surprised because mm. this is quite a well known university yeah and I thought oh he's going to like this one yeah but it just didn't seem right it didn't feel right when you was there it just there was something about it and I thought actually this is not for him yeah, and he felt exactly the same. We left, and we just sat quietly the whole way home. I oh think my god! We were just thinking it over in our heads, like, what did we just see? And why is that? You thought it not was going right? to be amazing. Yeah, it's like completely not met our expectations. Mm. Um, but you know, I've left it to him. Obviously, it's his choice at the end of the day where he's going to reply for. Yeah, and um, we we'll just you know take it from there really and see what happens. That's all we can do. Yeah, I suppose he has to put three. Is it like, yeah, secondary schools? You pick like three of them. Yeah, so he's got the number one in his head that he's already applied for, but these are like the backup ones. Yeah, aren't they? That we need to find for him. Yeah. So I mean, I suppose that'd be number three. That would be number three, possibly. 
Um, but the search will go on. Okay. So I'm I'm hopeful that we will get, you know, the ones that he wants. But hey yo. Yeah. I suppose it's good at uni though, you have all the bars and the food and Oh my god. Nightclubs. Yeah. I mean that they had all that there and I was really amazed because I was thinking wow they've actually got shops on site and coffee shops and there was a nightclub and i was like what i didn't even realize universities can have all that on site but that was amazing i mean i would definitely go uni there just for that <laughs> yeah but there was a nightclub on site i did say to the girl when she showed me i was like oh you can leave me there you can take carry on taking him round, and i'll just come back and i'll be here <laughs> dancing away still yeah but yeah so talking of food mm. um i found some amazing new food so i've been and been on of a health kick for quite a few years now and i thought oh well i try and go a little bit vegan like not all the time but i don't know every now and then like try and eat as little less like protein like animal protein not like i'm not fully vegan but i thought you know try it see see how it goes yeah you really like it as well don't you yeah i love like being adventurous and all different foods but in my local high street supermarket i found these so they're called biff's plant shack the company and uh they're called crispy fried jackfruit wings oh my god they're amazing so we've got an air fryer and in the air fryer they come out amazing mm. so in the middle it's um i love a, an air fryer a sugar cane bone oh i love an air fryer yeah look i think get the picture out see if i can get it a bit closer but look, so you get this bit which is like sugar cane and then this bit is jackfruit now i only know jackfruit from like watching um people on like facebook video and stuff like that it's an amazing like huge fruit but they've got it on here and they've put all crumb around it and it actually tastes like a chicken wing and wow. you put a bit of sriracha on it that's what i like about the vegan food that they they've actually made it more accessible for anyone to eat really it's not just obviously it's ve vegetables yeah but They've done it in a way that... They've done it really clever in the way that it's making people go to vegan food. Yeah. To pick pick vegan over yeah. animal protein. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I do like animal protein. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. You've got to be careful, I think, with some vegan food from high street supermarkets. They have a lot of saturated fat. So you've got to be careful when you're, you're looking on the back. And that's only something that I've learned while looking into it all but these ones these don't have a lot at all which is really good mm. so no that's really good yeah i thought for halloween coming up and then the party definitely I've, i bought a few packets so while everyone's having a corn dog i'll have a crispy fried <laughs> jackfruit wing oh my god we'll just like sneak them in and say oh they're chicken wings you can try them <laughs> yeah i wouldn't even know say. the difference now <laughs> no lovely mm. well they are nice i mean i tried one and i thought wow that's really nice it's not something i would go and pick when i go to the supermarket but trying it you think wow it's really nice yeah and we're not sponsored by them so no <laughs> no, no <laughs> freebies no so definitely go try it because they are amazing yeah 
definitely. So anyway, talking on from our last week's discussion with fostering, um, we was just going to like take you through like placements and what you can expect and so forth that we've experienced as well. Mm. Um, and I suppose like the first part of when you get your first placement is settling them in. Um, and obviously, you know, what comes with that? Yeah. You know, we've had placements previously who have come to us like an emergency placement and brought to us by the police yeah. in just their pyjamas and slippers. Yeah. If they've got slippers. Um, and obviously at that point, you want to try your hardest to try and settle them in. Sometimes it can be midnight and they've brought them into you. Um, so you do have an emergency budget that you can ask access to um, and you can do like an emergency run to where, wherever is open if you need to yeah. you know babies could be brought to you with nappies no nappies and no milk no milk yeah so you know we have experienced that and I mean luckily for us mm we had that in so I didn't have to go for an emergency run at like midnight but it can happen so I am grateful for 24 hour supermarkets <laughs> when they <laughs> yeah. are open or even you know sometimes if it's not pyjamas but you might need milk or something you could always run to the petrol garage or something like that exactly yeah no that's right and I mean you know it like we were saying last week's episode mm. that as much as you're worried, like, you know, who who is coming to the house, they're just as worried as well. Yeah. And... Yeah, it's about trying to settle them in, make them feel exactly. settled and, you know, all the emotions that they're feeling, that they've just been taken out of their home. And, yeah. you know, you want yeah. to try and make them feel as ease as possible. Exactly. Yeah, you know, and even be, you know, giving them a drink, settling them in and having a chat and you know some children need a cuddle yeah. um some people you know some children they need their mind taken off it and you know having a teddy or just even playing and i mean it, it sounds crazy that you could have a child delivered to you at 1 a.m yeah but if that means to help that child settle in it's by being on the floor and playing sylvanian families yeah or something like that that's that's what you're going to do yeah and um you know we have had times like that yeah. ourselves and sometimes you put them to bed and it's 3 a.m when they're finally you know feel ready to sleep and it's obviously in a strange bedroom and you know they they'll be worried and frightened and anxious yeah so and at times as well you get them waking up like crying or screaming like exactly. throughout the night because of the you know what's happened to them and That's then they're having a, a trauma yeah definitely so you know it, it it's just trial and error and what you've done over the over the years yourself that you know works and obviously being flexible because you may have to change your ways for any child yeah that comes to you definitely um but you know we have had times where placements have been brought to us and it's 7 p.m and obviously, you can, if, you know, Tesco's or Asda would be open at that time, run out, and you'd get given a certain amount to be able to spend 
and uh, be reimbursed on and you could buy like vests and pants and pajamas and yeah. a tracksuit and a you know um, jumper for the next day and you really don't know at that stage how long a placement's going to be with you if it's been brought in on an emergency placement exactly. because it could just be for that night we've had ones where they've just been that night or they've come the Friday and left by the Monday yeah and it's just been a weekend thing it really depends on what happens um, beyond you know the doors of social services and the situation they've come from yeah um, but I kind of feel like that leads us on to you know like challenging placements and allegations that can be made yeah you know cool. we've had some placements that have been very challenging yeah and you know the children come to you with anxiety and that never leaves them and you're always working with that child to make sure you're settling them into your family home um and you know you can work tirelessly 24 7 with that child mm. and you may feel like you're never gonna get them out of this feeling and of emotions that they feel every day that they're in care but sometimes you get a breakthrough yeah i mean and i might not be the first day or the first week but you know it, it can take years exactly so you know it's about patience and patience with the child and just working together and you know making sure the support is available there for the child and that like the whole support network social workers us and the schools and you know, even if they're in cams having therapy that sort of thing you know a, that helps a lot of children yeah. but everyone being there with them yeah definitely definitely and I suppose as well you know we have to as foster carers do diary logs yeah and daily diary logs on what has happened in that child's life each day they're in care with you yeah um and you know, if they do go to another placement, then those dialogues will start again with another foster carer. Mm-hmm. Um, but your dialogues are always um, sent to your social worker, supervising social worker, and the child's social worker. Yeah. So they're aware of how that child is getting on in placement. You know, any challenges, any allegations that have been made, and and. You know, as well, that child might disclose to you something that's happened in the home, in their birth home, that is useful for court or something like that. So, yeah. you know, they, they're the notes that the social work team would need to use. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, with allegations, it's yeah. not a nice thing. No. At all. And I think a foster carer, once in their career, if not more than once, will go through an allegation which is a very long process with social services and sometimes you don't even know that allegations been made no um and it's it's very unsettling for everyone i think yeah um but your diary logs are your savior yeah with allegations because obviously if you wrote everything down it's all there for everyone to see and the proof of what's happened and sometimes you know you do get children just make silly things up and it has to be taken a serious allegation yeah everything the child says has to be taken seriously yeah so 
but yeah the whole process sort of happens in the background without you knowing and then they sort of investigate it and then they come to you sort of at the last moment once they've investigated it all in the background definitely and I think that you know shows how like safe care is so important when definitely. you've got a placement and you have to be flexible with your your safe caring with all di- you know, all different children are different you have to be flexible you have to adapt your you know you have safe care plans that are in place that are, are reviewed um throughout the year yeah um and you know sometimes you have to adapt your care plan yeah for that child and you know they could have sexualized behaviors they could live with trauma or they could present with all kinds of different behaviors that sometimes what you've set in a care plan for your home and your family it might not work for that child yeah. so it's adapting that care plan definitely so and always I, reviewing yeah definitely always reviewing it and just like you know like a few things that they always say you know like um kids sitting in the back seats not in the front you've always yeah. got to make sure that you're practicing safe care absolutely yeah and also you know you need the support you need a good support network around you yes so you can call on support when you need to obviously they would need to be dps checked as well if it's family members yeah um and you know it's just so important to communicate and speak to your supervisor and social worker constantly emails diary logs everything that can back you up in an allegation process definitely i think as well the like huge part is make sure you're always doing training yeah yeah and make sure like you said all the support is always available you know and training is like is everything like it's, it's not just having to attend something that the local authority or the agency has put in place like reading books like watching programs on tv or listening to a podcast or you know anything like that support groups yeah definitely and not just the agency la ones like there are a lot of charities out there that put put on uh, support groups as well that you can go to or attend online yeah yeah absolutely yeah absolutely um and i mean you know training for us has been really good i mean without um agency we have to do at least four or five training sessions a year by six or more is it six yeah so i mean we always try and do as many as possible and anything we've read send that into your supervisor and social worker so they can log that because annual you have an annual review as foster carers and they want to make sure that you are achieving and learning and doing basically what you're meant to be doing yeah i think it's like keeping up to date because everything's always changing yeah and there are always new ways of people like teaching how to do things or how to teach a child how to do something so it's always good to keep up to date yeah absolutely and obviously you know talking talking of allegations is quite scary Mm. and i think it would put a lot of potential foster carers off that subject but Mm. it doesn't always happen no as well so it's just something that you have to be aware of yeah you can't go into it thinking it will never happen no 
definitely not but it's something you just need to keep there and just make sure you've got all those things in place and you're always on training yeah. and you know they have training on allegations yeah to yeah. help you That's, yeah definitely and safeguard him yeah you know and basically any kind of subject you can think of they will do training on so yeah. it is really important to try and attend as many as you can yeah um but again you know it's side by side with challenging placements because you can get some placements that are angels mm. and never cause you problems that all they want is a family and they just want to be settled yeah and live their life um you know but then some live with trauma yeah and want to disrespect and want to you know kick off any way they can basically so again you know allegations and and kind of your challenging placements run alongside one another because it is basically get the support you can tap into your support network yeah speak to your supervisor and social worker if you need any assistance and help and see basically what is out there and and, and also communicating with the child social worker is so important not to miss anyone that's part of that child's support network yeah um, that's, that's even like child social workers sometimes leave and sometimes the, the children have quite a few social workers so it's about you being there as like the advocate for the child because you're Definitely. you might be the the one that's there the most yeah like throughout because you're he's in that child is in your house yeah so you're the constant you're the yeah you're the constant throughout that child's life if you know if the child the social workers are changing but even if they're not you know that child is living with you living with you day in day out mm. so you're going to know that child the best yeah so you need to be that advocate for the child definitely and i think that's that's another role of foster carers that kind of is not said about is yeah. being the advocate definitely you know when they're going through the court process they have a guardian that would speak up for for them for that child in court but those words are coming from the foster carer yeah who knows that child best yes and you know being the advocate and and saying you know what's right for the child yeah basically and voicing what you think is right and it's yeah. so important social services always will take on what the foster care is saying yes. not necessarily acting on it but they will take it on and kind of form their reports and so forth that they need to about what's right for the child yeah really um i know it's like they are the corporate parent but they're not here day in day out like you are no so know your log your daily logs that you do like all those things and yeah. you know bringing up that child like for however long that they're with you yeah you know that's that's really important to be to be that advocate absolutely yeah um you know but i suppose like we said that training support is key yeah it's absolutely key to it all um and there are some books out there i mean amazon is amazing for any of the books you can just put in fostering material in amazon it'll bring you up books that are necessary um and i know one author i think she was a foster carer herself and brought out her own books is kathy glass 
Yeah. And her books are amazing. Absolutely amazing. That I mean, that will go into depth with basically her a foster carer. Um, you know, the life of a foster carer, basically. Yeah. Um but then again, you know, some children come to you and they've got special needs and there is a fantastic book called The Curly Hair Project. Yeah. And that has been amazing for us because our oldest has ASD. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not aware of ASD, the girls um, are, they they front differently, don't they? Yeah. So with, ASD. with autism, like autism spectrum disorder, um, basically girls present differently to boys. They don't have the same... Um, ways that they present with autism and obviously it's a spectrum so everyone's different but girls a lot they don't present with like the mask same him. yeah so girls mask behaviors so they're very good at like hiding their autism mm. so they get um like covered over a little bit really and people, yeah like because they're just not as in your face are they like where the boys can be really that sort of kind of thing and don't really know how to you know, communicate that well. Yeah. Um, but I suppose the girls can be quite, like, introvert. Yeah. And like their own space and being quiet. And you think, oh, she's really quiet. She's really lovely. But really, you know, they struggle under that mask. Yeah. Um, so it's it's bringing that to life. And I mean, the Curly Hair Project has been amazing for that. Yes, definitely. Um, but other um reading materials what we've had to do with our children is obviously like same sex books yeah. you know on on parenting and you know i've got a few books here that we've used with our children mm-hmm. so you've got daddy papa and me and i mean our kids absolutely <laughs> love this one for whatever reason i don't know if it's more the images or the storyline yeah but they absolutely love that they always want that read before they go to bed yeah it's so good yeah <laughs> um, another one that I really like is the penguins. Uh, the new, is it New York penguins? Yeah. Yeah. So this is actually a real life story, and it's about the penguins living in Central Park Zoo. Yeah. And there are two male penguins that look after uh, an egg, oh. an abandoned egg, and they bring the penguin up. And apparently that is a real life story from New York. And I mean, that is another one that I kids love because who doesn't love penguins? Oh, it's such a cute story. Yeah. So I thought I'd just show you those. But, you know, like we said, reading materials are so important because it brings it brings it to life. You can read and read and read. And sometimes you think, what am I reading? You know, that really makes sense. But the Cathy Glass books are amazing. But also for children with images and so forth yeah it just brings it to life doesn't it yeah there's always a book on a topic you know about you know if, if someone's lost a parent or if you know there's a behavior that they're doing in a certain way there's always going to be a book out there that will help that child try and understand that situation and yeah. it's just easier to get it across in their own words with pictures and that sort of thing definitely and i think you know with fostering it's such a huge subject mm. um that you could go on and on really about to, and we will come back in other episodes to talk about fostering and our experiences and other people's experiences um, yeah. and also you might have had an experience that you'd like to share 
And obviously, please email ask at it2d.co.uk. Yeah. And, um, yeah, share your stories. We'd love to hear them. Yeah. Um, but that kind of leads us on to kind of our next steps in parenthood, which is yeah. adopting. Adopting. And, and guardianship. guardianship. Love it. Yeah. That's I mean, good. you know, we've done that, what, three times? Four times? yeah and every time the process you have to go through the process every time there's so, no getting out of it no no getting out of it just because we're foster carers doesn't mean that oh we've got you know might be a bit quicker for us because we're kind of known in the system yeah but it's not like oh but, you don't have to do it yeah it's not like that at all we have to do the process yeah. and uh, it is a lengthy process and obviously social services need to know you're the right match for that child yeah so they do have to do their own assessments of you again whether you foster or not yeah um so yeah i mean we adopted our two daughters yeah who are literally like the apple of our eyes you know we adopted them first yeah um and they was very young when we adopted them yeah um not related no not birth related at all you wouldn't know it no you wouldn't know it as babies that actually looked similar people couldn't believe it could they no it was just really odd they was like oh i'm sure they're sisters was like uh not, they yeah, are they are but not blood <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know blood doesn't make a family no absolutely that's right and you know we've we've done it twice mm-hmm. and it is quite a lengthy process very yeah. similar to fostering yeah really similar i think the whole like um process from like the open day and then going through with the social workers and yeah. filling in the forms and the yeah. training yeah. it's all really similar to like the early stages of fostering definitely i mean even when we met the other adopters and it was like a, a skills to adopt kind yeah. of course and that was over a few weekends wasn't it yeah so you know and you you know it is hard because some people have been through a lot before they get to that stage yeah. they've decided to adopt uh-huh. you know? a lot of heartbreak and a, a lot, lot of, of heartbreak like they might have gone through IVF or yeah. you know losses miscarriages and that yeah. sort of thing so it's really hard and you know over a few years once you've you know, come to terms with a lot of things then you know adoption might be your your last yeah or with some people it's their first yeah and you know with us obviously you know we don't have a womb no. so it's you know it was one of ours that we thought you know this is the way to go yeah absolutely and i think for us we kind of fostered and then adopted didn't we yes so you know the process is exactly the same yeah. as an adoption it's just that the child was already with us yeah um and you know we could speak speak more on that as well next week that uh, foster to adopt yeah because that sort of came in while we were fostering didn't yeah it? that's um, quite a new process wasn't yeah it? i think it was maybe the second time we adopted that that was around that mm. sort of time but that is something that you can do so you can be approved as a foster carer and adopter at a, the same time yeah yeah no definitely but you know having the social worker come out and work with you and do your adoption assessment um and it is it is different to fostering obviously fostering it's kind of like temporary yeah um 
an adoption, it's quite, you know... Well, it's permanent it's for permanent. the child. Yeah. So, you know, and you're making sure that in your assessment, you can provide you are the right one to give that permanent placement to that child. Yeah. And you really, I think it's like, it's like therapy mm. going with the social worker. So you're like, you're going through your life and you're saying like who your support network is. You're saying like who you've got around you and then you go through, have to go through your finances. So you've got to say like what you've got backing you up. Can you afford to have a child? And then, you know, it's quite liberating to sort of come to the end of it and think actually, you know, we are ready. Yeah, like, this is our life. Yeah. Like your little red book at the end. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. You know, and then obviously going to panel and presenting that to panel. Yeah. And being bombarded with questions and they've got loads of questions again and you know, it is very similar to the fostering process. Yeah. Um but at the end of it you may already have the child in mind from the adoption assessment process. They may have already come to you with a profile yeah. of a child that's already waiting. They feel it's the best match. Sometimes that happens and you don't feel like it's the best match. And it's okay to say, actually, I'm, I need time to think about that. Yeah, It's not like being put on the spot and you have to say yes. No, you always take your time before you give answers. Yeah. And then sometimes as well, you don't. Some people do wait a while, like yeah. a long time. And, exactly. But then they also do the um, adoption open days like or the, the days that you go out with children and yeah. you know you can observe and you might get profiles before the day and then you can see the children like on the day. Yeah, and it, that's quite a nice way of doing it because you get to see them just playing. They don't really realise the children what they're there for, do they? They no. kind of just play in the playground or wherever they're doing it in the hall. And just to see them relaxed and not just playing quietly in the living room in someone's house. They're just actually playing like they would with their friends. Yeah. Um, and it's quite nice for the adopters to see that. Yeah. I think it's quite a nice way. Definitely. Other people said no, it feels like putting them on show. Mm. Um, so I think there's a mixed reaction to that, really. Yeah. I suppose it's how you feel about it, whether you want that or not. Mm. Um. I suppose everyone that's listening would have their own, you know, views on either way. Exactly. But, you know, it just depends on the person and, you know, what feels right for you. Definitely. Definitely. You know, it is nice. Like, when you get approved and you get presented with your profile of the child and you feel, yes, finally, like, this is my child. Yeah. And sadly, there has been situations where you go through the transitions of um, child from foster carer to adopter mm. and it could be like a week sometimes a week after the child's moved in the mm. adopter don't feel like it's right and there's been times where that's happened it's not a best match and they've had to break the placement down it's oh, awful which is awful um, because you feel like you've gone all through that and you know it is sad but the child you know if it doesn't fit and it's not right it's, it is a sad situation but i know i think that's where you know you've got to make sure Definitely. beforehand like and maybe that's why the open days are so important mm. that you can go and actually you know play with the child and you know play games and just get a feel for who they are mm. rather than agreeing in the beginning and then at 
then the child actually moving in with you to live forever and then you deciding exactly. no this is, the child's not right for me that's right because it's permanent at the end of the day yeah. you know it's it's a bit more risky than anything else yeah um but yeah and i mean there's so much support out there for adopters there's yeah you know there is um the agency training you've got so much material to read yeah. and i think it's more known these days of adoption isn't it and it, adoption is quite open yeah it's not like a closed subject like it probably was 50 years ago no and you know there are so many adopters out there that you could probably tap into as yeah. well and you probably have spoken to adopters at, at school runs or in the library or in the supermarket you've never even known Definitely. that their children are all adopted yeah so um yeah no definitely um which obviously leads us on to i suppose next week's episode yeah so we'll talk about uh, maybe a bit more about our adoption journey you know and i'm sure we'll be a little bit relieved because it'll be quite again in the house for a few hours definitely everyone's gone back to school and yeah yay, it'll be quiet again for a few hours be lovely <laughs> yep love it okay well we'll see you next week see you next week after halloween <laughs> <laughs> take care bye. see you later bye